Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P-O-D-D-Y. Women and men, boys and girls, welcome back to the Trim Healthy Podcast with Serene, Pearl, and me. Hello. Yay! And he said my name first. And, and I don't usually think about that, but as I have been gone. You're back. You have, you have and it's so I good to have gone. you back in your tiny, wonderful peanut solace i know and i'm still don't worry i'm here but i'm not fully here i have mm-hmm. socks on that have rice underneath them why rice well you know when you're in the postpartum stage oh. of your life you don't put shoes on every day you walk around the kitchen with your socks mm. right your socks pick up things that shoe bottoms should pick up oh. only. so you go around carrying food momming. and these are the socks that i have been wearing since spotless has been born yeah, those oh. are funky. they get washed occasionally but, are they, uh, but they're are, cozy are they sam socks because they look masculine no actually these are not i stole all his and lost all his and i've oh, yeah. said to start on my own pairs now those are funky brown and mr like rogers socks totally mr. Um, my postpartum pants yeah, yeah they're, what dap. are they? You would call them like bloomers, um, Indian. bloomers, Indian, Indian bloomers, Indian. the Bohemian okay, people. Okay, so guys, right now, think of um, MC Hammer, right? She's in her hammer pants. Yeah, but totally. they're, they're like, aren't they like shiny, like cool black things? They, they, these are Bohemian. These are hippie. They've got they're elephants Bohemian on them. hammer pants. They have elephants on them. Okay, so um, today, yeah. yes. it's going to be a little rabbit trail. Let's just say up front, right? It's going to yeah. be a little rabbit trailed. Next week, we're, there's going to be no rabbit trails because we're going to do one on um, intermittent fasting. Yes. So and then after, on point. Yeah, on point. And then we have some more on pointers, like we do. on point parties that we're, we're planning. We're actually yeah. getting prepared. We are, but... There's no preparation for this one today. Sorry. No. Turn it off yeah, if you're but as you know, If as, you're a hater of our rabbit trails, switch us off right now. Yeah, but if yeah. you've been listening for a while, you know that these rabbit trails lead to the rabbit Ooh. house. And in the rabbit house are the goods. Are the goods. Let me turn off yeah, the speaking phone. Of it's just a trail. cousin from the hilltop. Now, today we have story time with Serene. Is that right? Yes. Story time with Serene, mate. Okay, but first of all, I've been but there's gone. Got, there's some treasures at the end of this story. I have been gone because of uh, because I'm just loving on my baby. Mm. But number two, I've been gone because I was so proud the last <laughs> time I was here saying, oh, <laughs> I just live on Baobab and I everyone around me has had the flu, but not me. All my family mm. was so pristine and pure and powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, pride comes before fall. You can probably hear a little bit in my voice. I ran out of Baobab and I just got busy with with taking care of the baby and I wasn't really like making good salads and meals. I was just like shoving nuts and cheese down my gullet. You were cheesy bready, right? Yeah, I was cheesy bready. Cheesy bready. It was just like survival. Yeah. It was just like, you know, baby's crying. She's got colic. She's spewing up. Just another handful of cheese will help. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I came down with with the flu. Well, my whole family came down with it first, my children, you know. 
who are running out in the cold and they don't know they're miserable and cold and they get the food. <laughs> oh, oh, good, yeah, turn your jolly phone off. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, Pete. Um, anyway, uh, we all had the flu. So that was – there's um, – 12 of us living in the house. So we were all a coffin. No, hacking. Sam didn't get it. No, Sam didn't get and, it. And I just want to announce to everybody right here, Pearl never got the flu. But don't, don't be so um, pompous, Pearl. Guess why? Dan Dan never Do got you know it. But you don't live on the hilltop. The flu went through don't, the hilltop, Don't Dan. think Pearl's so holy that she didn't get the flu. She didn't come near me. She called me filthy no. guts and wouldn't come near me filthy guts while <laughs> I had the flu. She was so filthy in my mind. I didn't want to be yeah. any like... Even a hundred yards was too no, close. She talked to me that. on the phone because she thought my filthy luger could come and jump her. I support that. You know, sometimes we'll have friends, you know, and they have kids, and they're like, "Hey, we we were going to drop by," and I, you know, and I never say it because I don't want to yeah. be a spaz. But inside, I'm like, I wonder how many of your eighteen kids might. <laughs> have some <laughs> deathly because most of our friends have lots of yeah. kids and oh no they were sick last week yeah but, well that's serene yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, it's yeah. fine i'm like oh really you've <laughs> medically come to the conclusion and you know that there is not a chance that was serene on sunday because she's like no we're all better pearl we're coming to hilltop church yeah. right and so i'm like serene are you sure she's like yeah solace and i are great so she's like as soon as i see her she comes up and talks real close talking oh hi pearl. sick people have to close talk <laughs> that's the rule pearl it was so funny, Pearl. We were, was, we're not like a Pentecostal church that way, but it was like I was about to slay her in the spirit or something because she kept walking backwards and walking yeah. backwards and walking backwards. And Serene would keep coming into my personal zone. Come on, Pearl. And she'd get oh. right in there like she's going to slay me in the spirit. Have what you ever if- seen that? Remember in the old days? Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you weren't in the Pentecostal I was church? Totally. Where you, you get prayed for and you fall down. You fall down. You yeah. have to. If you don't fall down, they push you. If you don't you down. fall down, you didn't receive, Danny. I almost fought a guy, but that's another story. Please continue. <laughs> uh, I, a preacher was trying anyway, to shut me down. Girl was doing that walk anyways. back trick with me, you know. <laughs> she was like the preacher that I wasn't receiving her spirit. Yeah, she yeah. just the spirit yeah. this is a really, filthy flu luga. But this is really rabbit trail. So what? keep there. Serene has an incredible story. Okay, so we were all yes, sick. Yes. We were all hacking. Was there any hope for baby Solly? That's Poor her nickname, Solly. people. She was Solly Dolly. Five so. weeks when she got the flu. Was it four? Five. It was five. No, it was four. Four It was four weeks. when she got it. It was so flu sad. Bee. And I tell you what, this this thing was so... She went from the most perfect happy baby to just wearing a furrow on her brow. Uh, it was so bad. Okay, so we we, we caught we were good little children um, and we called our pediatrician and we tried to get the soonest appointment, but that couldn't be for like three or four days. And so, we, you know, we read the internet. We did all that, mm. that worried parenting and you do the internet read and you realize that you got to take your baby in. You know, anything under two months, any kind of, you know, cough or hack or whatever, you got to take them in. So we, we decided we're just going to go to the emergency room after a couple of days of her being miserable. And I just went with my daughter and we went in. And she wasn't really that bad off at that time. She just, you could tell she had a cold. I didn't even think it was a flu. I thought, oh, this is a cold. So uh, they didn't even, all I wanted was for the doctor to put the stethoscope on her little lungs and tell me if they're full of, of, right, of junk. Right. I wanted maybe like a, a, a temperature taken and maybe you put that little light thing on their toes yeah. and it tells you. Because you've been down this road a million times. Yeah, it tells times. you if they've got good oxygen coming sure. into the lungs and what their heartbeat is and, you know, that she's just doing good. Nothing. The first question I got answered was, so, asked was, so are you up to date on all your immunizations? Now, this party is not <laughs> against immunizations. Hey, people, if you immunize and you're listening, more power to you. You're, you're making those decisions because you love your baby. Right. Right. We all are not immunizing or not immunizing because we're trying to kill our children. No. We're trying right. to save our children. We're trying to right. make points so on social media. So more power to the people who are trying to love their children and they're doing it the way that they want to do yeah, it. Yeah, okay? no emails, please, about yeah, no. this. So. We've chosen to not to, Sam and I, because right. of, of 
just from research we've done, but we're doing it because we love our children. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he asked me this question, uh, are you up to date on your immunizations? I said, oh, we choose to not immunize. Now this is 2018 people, at least now in this um, recent, in these recent years, people know it's at least controversial. Yeah. And so normally when I'm asked that question, I get, oh, yeah, sorry, 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 support. man. You we just support. have to ask. We yeah, just yeah. have to ask. Well, I got excuse me, would you repeat that? I had to repeat it to him. So I said, oh, yeah, we, we choose not to immunize. He almost spat on the floor. And he looked at me like, so w- were you immunized? And I said, no, my mom chose to not immunize me either. He looked at me again like I was some filthy, <laughs> filthy <Yeah>. gutter squalor <laughs> who had this baby like to another gutter squalor and we made a gutter squalor baby. <laughs> he looked at me like, and from then on, I, maybe that's why he didn't put a stethoscope on. He was he like, I can't, touch. I can't touch this I can't zombie. Touch. So straight away he said, he said, okay, well we'll have to get the we'll have to get blood work. We'll have to stick a catheter into her. Um, you know, put a an catheter. IV and and we'll get the chest X-ray machine in. Blah blah blah. And I said, oh, oh, hold on, I can't go there. I said, I just want you to just like put the little steth- the good old fashioned hospital stethoscope on her. Yes. And he walks out of the room. And I said, oh, I'm just going to call my husband. I said to Sam, Sam, I can't do this. The last three babies we had, mm-hmm. you know, because they were born a little early. I just tend to go early. They weren't quite ready and they were they had respiratory issues and they had to go to the neck. They were neck babies. And you know what happens in the neck. It's mm-hmm. not fun. It's not nice for newborns. I said to Sam, I cannot, I cannot see a needle be poked into her. A catheter. That's the worst, most painful <laughs> thing in the world. I'm not doing that to my baby. She's just got a little cough. He's like, nah, you know, you just walk out of there. So I said to the to the nurse, I said, what do you think? She, she looks. The nurse said, she looks great. Just come back. Just come back in the morning if it's bad. But she, you'll do fine. So the doctor came back in with this big written out thing. Sign this piece of paper because you're responsible for her death, sepsis, brain damage, all these things that will happen if you walk on out of here, right? Wow. So I had to sign the paper to get out. But then on the whole way home, that's when I did my Pentecostal. I was like rebuking. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, I break anything over my baby for signing that piece of paper to get on out of there. Anyway, I am not responsible for her death or sepsis. I rebuke it. No, it's not going to happen. In Jesus' name. So anyway, so um, yeah, I was being real Pentecostal. You know, you don't touch a she bear mama. Yeah. Anyway, so I got home and I'm like, okay, we can make it through the night. And I woke up at like, Four in the morning to go to the restroom. Too much information, but hey. Hey, TMI, that's what the potty is all it's about. It's all about. Mm. Again. Yeah. So Turn so it I wake off up, if you and don't usually I pass the baby on to the to the to the hubby and he holds her while I go to the restroom. And um she usually screams her jolly head off. It's like yeah. I'm not in mummy's little arms. I can't yeah. take this. This is torture. But she didn't cry at all. And 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 she was Sam said she was just really kind of it was just not her normal response of self. So we did a big paranoid parental pizzazz poopa. <laughs> like we went psycho. Get your boots on! No, you get your boots on. Get the keys. Where's the keys? I can't find the keys. Okay. And like I, you, you're not even dressed properly. Yeah. Like probably this is why the doctors are treating me like crap, right? Because I'm like dressed like a, a hooligan street kid. <laughs> so we're like, we're just like boots aren't zipped up. We're just in our Hello Kitty jammies, you know, we're just, and we're racing to the emergency room. This was a 90 mile an hour trip because we, she couldn't cry. She mm. couldn't cry. Well, come to find out later, she just lost her voice. I had no voice, so mm-hmm. I just didn't think babies lost their voices. But okay. they oh, she, you, from crying so much? No, she just lost it. Was it. Oh, from the, the it was from the, the sickness. Okay. But you so, sort of gave that away. Keep going. Yeah, Try but it. it was freaky. It was oh, freaky. Right. She couldn't cry. And so... But I think maybe the nerves got to Sam and he had to stop halfway to use the restroom. <laughs> no. And I'm like, no, you can't go to the restroom. He goes, well, I 
have to. I'm like, no, this is our baby's life. We had a good old fight, you know, on the way oh, to the yes. hospital. That makes it all better. Oh, yeah. And so we rush into the emergency room. And I th- but I think the cold air and the cold car, right. you know, because it's just it was a freezing night. And even though we turned the heat on blaring, it takes forever to heat up. So by the time we got there, she was doing better. And we get into the room and the doctor said, oh, so what brings you here? And I said, well, you know, she's our house is filled with the flu. She's just a little baby. I think she's just got a cold, but this is this is freaking this us out. This is a different emergency yeah, room. Yeah, this is a different. We didn't want to go to the same one right. with the psycho doctor who thinks I'm filthy squalor, right? Okay. So I wanted to And that chance, she married a filthy squalor. I wanted to chance that some other doctor thought the way I was dressed, I was and still a normal bred. human, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. And had, I, I could create a normal human baby. Right. So... um Anyway, and not a non-immunized alien. Right. So, so we turn we turn up and he's like, why are you here? And I'm like, well, you know, I think she's got a cold. He's like, you don't know that. She looks fine. Why did you bring her here? I said, I think she's got a cold. Can't you hear? She's, she's coughing and, and, and she's got snot running out of nose. You don't know that. He said, she's just probably just learning to breathe. Yeah, that's what he said. And I said, oh, nice. I said, I thought oh, I actually didn't say this. I thought hey, she's not five hours old. She's five weeks <laughs> yeah. old. I think she knows how to she's breathe. She's an expert breather. Yes. So anyway, <laughs> uh, it went from a, a doctor wanting to do everything: catheter, blood work, yeah, chest X-rays, everything. No stethoscope, no simple stuff. To this guy saying, "Just walk out of here. She's fine." <laughs> yeah. And Good stuff. and so he he does a few normal things. He sticks her on the oxygen machine, and her her oxygen is a hundred percent. Okay. He doesn't bring out the good old stethoscope, no. but he put her on the oxygen machine and he's like, she's fine. Just just take her home. And I said, but I read the internet. <laughs> the internet said I should be worried two months and under. He's like, don't read what you read. Don't hear, listen to what you read on the internet. So we're walking out. Okay. And all of a sudden he turns around and he starts snapping his fingers in front of Solly's face. He's like, ooh, you're right. There is something really wrong. And I said, well, we didn't think there was anything really wrong. We just thought there was a cold and we wanted to be proactive. You know, we've got an appointment with our pediatrician, but we wanted to be proactive. He's like, no, there's something really wrong. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't even know where to start, but at least we need to have MRIs. I'm going to call Vanderbilt. We need a children's hospital right on this. Um, we're going to get an ambulance. And, and so get ready. And I said, well, we're cash pay. We, we'll just drive up. We can get there just as fast. Sure. And um, what did he think was wrong? She well, was- he was like, I don't know. I'm not a pediatrician. I don't have any of children myself. But there is something wrong because she should be looking right at me. And I said, she's a newborn and she loves that light behind your head. And she is like so switched Wait, on. Wait, he concluded this because of her focus? No, because he wanted to get his jillies. He wanted to get like a special combo going and have her smile at him. And he wanted to be like, oh, I'm the big baby like doctor. Like me when I want to submit a cat. Yes, he okay. wanted to just have like a big, a, a special moment with the baby. Oh, and, and she, she wasn't, wasn't giving it well, to him. Well, she wasn't feeling good. Well, she's a newborn. Yeah. She wasn't feeling good. And she loved the light behind her. But she, out of even all my babies, is tracking so super, super early. But, you know, babies don't track. When you want them to all the time. Well, huh? even up to 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine do around, you know, four or five or whatever. But even up to 10 weeks, if you research it, a baby won't perfectly track all the time. Yeah. Right. Sometimes they even go cross-eyed. Yeah. You know, but he's like there is something majorly wrong. And we're like, so what What gives you this knowledge? And he said, no, no knowledge. It's a gut feeling. Oh, so no. he, he's like, I'm calling ahead to Vanderbilt. And so he called and gave all this placebo junk that there's something majorly wrong and to at least start with MRIs and she needs major testing. So we went from, she doesn't even have a cold, she's just learning to breathe, to there's something majorly wrong with your baby. He said, I think it's newborn seizures. Oh, and we said, no, our baby is seizures. perfect. She has a cold. So anyway, we were, we were driving up to Vanderbilt and we're like, what are we doing? And, and for said, those of you who don't live in Nashville, Vanderbilt is the major, major 
Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital, yeah. Uh, we said to us, we looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing? We're going to walk in there and they're going to be having like the big magnetic, like jumpstart your baby back to life, (laughs) like waiting for her and all the needles, like (laughs) waiting to just jab in her. Needles and electricity are coming. This terrible call, like this baby is in need of assistance. We don't know where to start, but we've got to start all the tests and we've got to start them now. Run them all. We're like, we can't do this. But then we're like, but we have to, like, if you like, don't bring a newborn in and there's like calls from another hospital to a hospital, maybe DCS will come and take your baby. They could take your baby. We were like freaked out. So we're like, well, we got it. We got to be smart here. We got to work on, we got to work this out. We thought, well, we'll go straight to our midwife. Good old midwives. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to you any time in the middle of the yeah. night. Yeah. So we arrive at her place at like five in the morning and, and we say, can you get your stethoscope out and just look at her lungs? Because that's all we're worried about. This mm-hmm. other doctor's worried about tracking, blah, blah, blah. She's like, there's nothing wrong with the tracking. You know, we went through the whole thing. She checked all the little newborn, you know, you pull, yeah. you do those things. What do you do? Vital sign, the, like all that. Um, the fingernails and stuff. Well, that you no. just do those tests to make sure that they reflexes. have proper reflexes and that oh, they're, yeah. they're not listless and yeah. all that stuff. Everything was good. Like neurologically, she, she was just great and I knew that already but um and then we decided we all made this plan that we would go to Vanderbilt but it would be just like an aftercare pediatric place you know and but it would be Vanderbilt but it wouldn't be right. the Vanderbilt they called yeah, so we yeah. met so we we, we found out that there was a Vanderbilt after hours pediatric place opening later on that day so we go all the way back home we've been awake for hours and then we wait till later and we go all the way back into nashville which is hours away from our home or an hour and a half yeah, yeah. and and we go Sounds in there and we put our, our name into the information and they're like oh you're the allisons you've been to this hospital that we're all in the system you and, have been flagged and we have been flagged and that we've been and we had a lot of calls missed calls because we didn't turn up straight away you know <laughs> And they're like, oh, but we're here. We're here at Vanderbilt. We were told to go to Vanderbilt and get a pediatrician to look at her. So a, a child's doctor. We're here. So anyway, we get this lovely doctor and she, she's like, do you mind if I just, you know, put this little stethoscope on it? We're like, please. And she's like, do you mind if I just swap a little nostril for the flu? We're like, she's worried that it's too invasive. I said, could you please just swap her nostril? Yeah. <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. Yeah, you've dialed back yes, from like yes, from MRIs and catheters <laughs> and blood work and craziness, and she swabs her, her swabs. She swabs her nostrils, comes back ten minutes later, and she said, "Your baby's got the flu. I'm so sorry." We're like, "Great, it's the flu. Yeah, it's not celebrate. some neurological <laughs> yeah, brain. You actually celebrated <laughs> the flu, right? Yes, exactly. So anyway, you know, we did our our good little parental thing and watched just so closely and brought her back every day to the pediatrician. And we're just like, you know, we did our thing, but we were just, we just learned so much through that whole, you know, um, I, first of all, I love doctors. Please, if you're listening and if you're a doctor, you're married to a doctor or you've got a son who's a doctor. I love doctors. Mm -hmm. I I mean, if I'm squashed on the road, I want a doctor Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, I went and, and had my baby at the hospital. I'm not against hospitals, but I learned a lot about, not listening to everything. Labels too. Yeah, labels. You know, because if I was a first-time parent, if Sam and I were first-time parents and we hadn't been down this road a few few times, I think that we would have been so full of fear. We would have gone down to that Vanderbilt. We would have started the MRIs and all the testings and all the freakouts. And first of all, someone saying, well, there is something wrong with your baby. There's just something, you know, gut feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge thing to just say over a baby. I know. It's huge, you know, and and also the invasiveness. Why start at the all the needles? Why mm. can't you just put a stethoscope on first? Mm-hmm. Like, why start with all the the high need testing when when the symptoms are showing that it's just a cold or a flu? Yeah. 
So we just learned so much about, yes, there's so – balance is always beautiful no matter in what genre it is. And even with hospitals, you don't go to the other extreme where you never go near a doctor because mm-hmm. that's dangerous too because, really you know, is. God gave people the talent to be physicians and yes. stuff and, and they have their place. Absolutely. But I think though in this day and age that place has risen to a place, uh, I mean, agree with me or not, where sometimes that authority is, is way more than it. It should have been. And it's um, not every it, doctor. It's and, not. And but, it's actually sometimes not the doctors. It's the people giving them a God status. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't do anything without your doctor. And did your doctors sanction that? A doctor is a doctor for your health, but a doctor is not God of your life, you know? And not every doctor is a good doctor. Sometimes there is an idiot and their brother yeah. moron, which yeah. I encountered. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. there And there are some, uh, you know, as time progresses, there's becoming more and more people with MDs, medical doctors, yeah. who are doing things just a little differently. And when we say differently, I I actually mean a little old-fashioned, where they yes. start with the most likely, the simple, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you, you probably don't have a freak weird thing happening. You yeah. probably have something common. When I was a carpenter, we would do that. We would have to diagnose problems. And often people wanted me to tear out the subfloor and get down in there and mm-hmm. start rooting around. And I would just be like, you know, why don't we just try the obvious, most likely? And it was like 99% of the yes. time. Yes. Very simple. Yes. They didn't have to rebuild their house. Yeah. You know, it was a slight repair. Yeah. I th- and I, but I think with these days, and it's not, sometimes it's not even the doctor's fault with all the lawsuits and with all the things that. They have to cover and they oh, have true. to rule out. Yeah. And true. like they made you sign that thing, screaming to cover bases. That's why yes. oh, I forgot so to tell much you. testing is done. And I want to talk about some inv- invasive testing as we go on here. But yeah, go well, ahead, I forgot to tell you, I had to sign that piece of paper twice. Twice. Oh, oh so the next one. And it's one. not a form. It's actually not a printed out form. This The first doctor actually wrote it in his little scribble. Really? Wrote all those deaths, sepsis, brain damage, all of the things. The second thing I think was a printout, but we had to sign it twice. So you were responsible if any of that happened. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. And, and and you know what? It just made me realize, oh, my goodness. Do you the not know how to turn off your phone, Serene? Well, That's Vanjie's children. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how to turn off my phone. It's a new phone. Oh, there it is. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> okay, so the other thing is, is that it just made me realize, yeah, we have to not just immediately swallow the things that are told to us. We Labels. have to Yeah, because yeah. we don't we don't like I said, we don't want to go the other way where we don't we stay clear of, of doctors and hospitals because mm-hmm. that's a little bit extreme. Yeah, and they're, not, they're to, not the enemy. That could lead to great danger. Yeah. Totally. But could. then the other extreme where you just listen to everything, yeah. Solace could have gone through it could have actually when because she had the real flu, to be stuck with all those needles, to put a catheter in her, she wasn't even wanting to drink at the time because she was mm. so in pain. She had a sore throat, she had laryngitis. I think she could have gone into like been put, been way her immune system so much more suppressed yes. during that time when she needed the, to fight w- the flu, because and, and she could have gotten pneumonia or anything because right. it would have been so emotionally stressful to her. Absolutely, but labels and you know beyond taking it beyond than this little story that you told us. I mean, there's a bigger picture here for all of us. I mean, what have we been told over our lives? Yeah, just because of something looked a certain way or you know. I mean, a label, well... Diagnosis. Di- things we've been diagnosed with, and then, well, that's me. And we've said this so many times on the potty. Things we diagnose ourselves with. Yes. That's I true. am such and said. Yes. Yes. Or my Hashimoto's, or... Oh, yes. Take the my out, please. Yeah. 
It's not yours. No, it's just that, you know, the Hashimoto's that came back in the blood work, which I am walking out from. Yes. I mean, exactly. when I when I had that issue, and I've spoken this before, you know, I I took um, a lot of iodine because I was using myself as guinea pig, and I and I um, elevated my um, thyroid hormones to a dangerous amount, and they they pronounce Graves' disease over me, you know, and that's something that you should that's with you for the rest of the life. They say it's an autoimmune disease, you know. So for the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, this Graves' disease, you know, that I have my Graves' disease, and I was like. Uh-uh, Pearl, Graves. you will never say that again. It's not your Graves' disease. I'm walking out of that. And so I, I would say, yeah, when I talked to just Serena, mum, yeah, they said I have Graves' disease. Of course, I'm not accepting that and I'll be free from that. Exactly. You'd <laughs> always say, and I'll be free from that. And Pearl, you have to tell the story about the Graves' disease um, groups. Yeah, you know, and when I first was diagnosed, I went on the internet because you learn a lot from groups on Facebook. I mean, that's where you, obviously, Trim Healthy Mama groups, people are all there discussing it and talking, you know, encouraging one another or just consoling one another. And so I went on, I thought, well, I'll learn from the Graves disease support groups, you know. But I quickly decided I wouldn't go there after a while because there was one thread, um, fill in the blank, how has what has um, Graves taken from you? You know, and so people would say, Graves has taken my energy. Graves has taken my um, my metabolism. Graves stole my relationship. Graves took my marriage. Graves took my job. And it was just lists and things that people listed and what Graves' disease has taken from them. Now, you could look at that. Well, maybe that was true. But uh-uh. I am not speaking that over my life. I am not thinking that over my life. I'm not going to let it take one little darn thing from me. A hundred percent agreed. Now, Remy, my little um, two-year-old now, because he was in, it doesn't happen to everybody, but Mm. some Nick babies in the first three weeks of life, if they don't get to suck for real and Mm -hmm. swallow for real and everything's tube fed for a while, they they don't put your face close. They don't get that important suck, swallow um, learning in the first three weeks in life, which is so important for them neurologically to get that swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many stages to swallowing and to get it all timed right. So he, um, you know, has has he's walking out of them. There's some issues with swallowing water, right? Yeah, he's getting but so he's much doing better. so great oh, now. so much better. But um, I looked up on the internet too, you know, and, and it can also be anything too thin, you know, um, and so you have to feed and anything chunky chunky you have to feed kind of just smooth stuff for a while. Yes. And he's amazing now. He chews on meat and everything. Mm-hmm. But in that season... I looked up on the internet support groups too. I tell you what, I was so depressed and crying yeah. at the end of an hour of that research because it was like, oh, my life is so hard. I have to blend everything up for my child. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, I love smoothies. I basically live on them myself. <laughs> like my yuck yum. Like this isn't that bad, is it? It's like my life is so terrible. And I'm thinking to myself, what about the mothers who have to get up every 10 minutes and, and turn their baby over because they can't even move? Yeah. You know, that they can have to turn their 17-year-old over because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know exact muscular dystrophy or whatever yes. it is. Uh, just because you have to feed them yogurt and mm-hmm. mashed potatoes, who cares? Your life is great. Mm. And so I decided to myself, this is a depressing place, just like you with the graves. And yeah. so let's not go to these depressing places. Let's not put these depressing labels over us. Let's walk out. Absolutely. And even if we don't actually walk out, we yeah. walk out the depression of it and we be there with the joy. We be there with the joy and then joy strengthens your body. Yes. Joy itself. The joy of the Lord is my strength, the Bible says. Yes. And I believe that and I quote that over the myself. And you know, with that grave disease, um, 
I stopped the iodine, obviously. You can listen to a longer potty of why that happened to me. It won't happen to everyone that takes iodine. You have to be a Kiwi from New Zealand. Yeah, I I had some issues. (laughs) But anyway, I walked out of that... that grave disease. I'm telling you, I have no symptom. It's supposed to be for life. I experienced nothing of that. But it was a two-year process, you know. Sometimes even a year later, I would feel the pounding of my heart. That's one of the symptoms. Yeah. I'd go to bed and it would just pump, 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 pump. And I would just like say to myself, heart, you settle down right now. Yeah. Just soothe yourself, heart. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I love I it. I just wouldn't accept how, it. And how did how did that work out? Well, I don't have a pounding heart today, Danny. Dude. Yeah, she's perfect. I mean, I don't have that. She I, doesn't have any of the symptoms. Do you, I don't do have feel, any of the symptoms. I, don't, I have no idea what Graves is. It sounds serious. Well, or, the doctors wanted to take her whole thyroid out yeah. and do crazy stuff and have a needles put no, in I'm for biopsies No, I'm not saying. Some people have genetic. There's different reasons for Graves, you know, but once you have it, you know, it can keep... There's, you know, they say it's, it's something you'll but have. Who's but they anyway? Did, you know, someone they? With the last, God? No. Did, did someone with the last name Grave discover it? Um, or are they I calling it, it graves to terrify no, you? No, it's GR. I don't even know it how you A-B-E-S. spell it. It's just a, it's a hyperthyroid caused by an immune immune situation. Okay. But, but yeah, there's so many symptoms. Um, I had swelling in my right leg. I mean, I had all these things. There were many of them. And, and even a year later, some of them would still be there. And I just, I just wouldn't let that take over my so life. So I have a question. As <clears throat> the body grows and matures... I feel like, you know, I'm 37 now, and I, yeah. I feel like I remember at age 30 <clears throat> yeah. some different stuff. Yeah. And at that time, I thought, I have something now. But I realized, you know what? I went, it was kind of more of a growth uh, phase, a yeah. growth pain. And now those, some of those things are gone. New things are here. Right. You know, and I'm sure there's. Yeah. New stuff on the way, and I'm just curious: is that is is that a normal part of life? Yeah, is, our mother always says. Yes, I was just about to say it. You say it, Pearly. This is how she's lived her life, and she is a 78 year old, yeah. I think, in May, who is in robust health. So the, yeah. you know, my mom saying almost 80. No, no, she won. The, she's almost 80. She won the hilltop race. Oh, my mother! She just can. She can work. Serena. Can I just I? tell you something? She just <laughs> she she still speaks all over the country. She gets up at four because she runs this big mm-hmm. ministry, right? Anyway, she just came back from Europe. Yeah. Talking about six sessions a day with, with an interpreter. interpreter. Right? And then guess what? She comes home mm. so late in the morning in the in the night with with jet lag and then the next day she goes to American um, a big convention. Convention. Straight away. I mean, that if that were me, I'd be like, I'm too tired. Oh, I got tired but on Mom, the way here. It's, she is a strong person genetically, but it's in her mind. It's the way she thinks. She always says to me, "Pearly, Things come and things go. And like you're saying, Danny, yeah. she's like, she gets symptoms like the rest of us, but she completely, she's only been to the hospital a few times in her life, and that's only when our dad makes her go. Because then it's real serious. She needs to get something to take care of, like something got infected. Or, yeah. wow. I mean, one time she had a hernia. She got that taken care of. Yeah, she'd had it since a newborn. Though. Yeah, but some pearly things come and things go. She, she'll she get little things, but she will she won't let them overtake her life. She's like, oh, this will be gone soon. Sometimes I'll walk into the office because that's where she just basically lives her life. Even though she's got children and grandchildren running everywhere, they're all in her office. Like they're all in her life. She doesn't let her work overpower family. Family comes first, but she's always busy, always working. I walk in and I'll I'll just, she'll have a smile on her face, but I'll just see she looks run down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, how are you feeling, mum? Great. Yeah. (laughs) But you look a little tired. No, I haven't had time to stop to think that I'm tired. (laughs) Like she just doesn't dwell on her 
Oh, she doesn't get in touch with her body too much. No. Now there's a balance to there that. There is a balance to that too. And we're not saying you can never have a grave a, a, a disease. Like Serene's walked through Arden who had stage four cancer. We're yeah. not pretending this world yeah, is just butterflies and roses. Stuff's and never, real. That's never, right. You don't listen stuff to everything you say, right? Because you do sometimes. Like we appreciate the, the doctors and what they've done for Arden. Yes. We, we believe that God has been in, over that. Mm-hmm. And and so we thank the Lord for that. And we've done alternative measures for him too. Now, so we thank, we're happy for, for doctors this far forward. But now there's coming a point where they're just wanting to do stuff just because, just because it might come back, just because mm-hmm. um, we may not have gotten everything, just because blah, blah, blah. And and they want to do some stem cell, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the details because I've kind of stayed out of the doctor's mm-hmm. side and let Arden and his lovely wife deal with that, you uh, know. Yeah, sure. Um, but Arden was telling me how they wanted to do this big stem cell thing and 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 take them out and put them all back in. It's it's quite invasive and it's quite extensive. Um, and they're like, and there could be a chance that you'll get another kind of cancer in ten years. But we would like to just make sure we've taken care of this cancer. And he's like, well, how about we not? <laughs> and how about if it came back in ten years, we just do it then, <laughs> right? And they're like, um, they didn't have an answer for him. Uh-huh. But basically, they wanted to do it now, mm. which would be crazy. So the point being is. You don't listen to everything. What's the whole point of this party? The whole point of this party is be proactive, do your duty, don't run from doctors and hospitals, but don't also believe everything they say. Don't be labelled. Don't believe labels you put over yourself. Don't believe labels the doctors put over you. Mm-hmm. Don't put believe labels that your friends put over you or your yeah, past puts over you. Right, and don't be bowed down under all these labels. I mean, and don't stand up the- and, and, and say, hey, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hey, up. Uh- Yep. Yes, you go, Danny. You go, Danny. May I? You must. <laughs> well, remi- all this reminds me of a story. You, you asked what the point of the podcast is. I, a point I'm really feeling, too, is how no matter what happens, comes your way, sickness, setbacks, where where is your mindset in your move forward plan? Um, I had a friend whose dad had a stroke. Oh, yeah. And he was basically in a wheelchair for life mm. right <clears throat> until and 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 the dad kind of became a miserable person and was fussy and and get me this and if you don't I'm I'm in a wheelchair you know it was kind of like the identity uh, he was the wheelchair guy and yeah. and he had rights you know and yes. and people needed to know that yeah. he was weak and and don't you love me and it was it was a lot of deep stuff yeah and they went to a doctor finally and the doctor said take his wheelchair from him this is a guy who had a stroke mm-hmm. and was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. with like a soft cushion because he was in it all the right? time and yeah. like a proper pro wheelchair. Yeah. And the doctor said, take his wheelchair. And they're like, well, he's going to get around the house. He may not for a while. He, he, may, he, may, not ha- he may be hungry sometimes because he doesn't have his wheelchair. Oh, but then he'd be so grateful for his wheelchair. Was that the idea? This man is walking today. Oh, really? Yeah, that's because the kind of we celebrate. Because they took wheelchair, oh, wow. and he had to go to the bathroom, oh, and he had to go get food. I get you. And his family helped him, and they right. they worked through that. And I'm not, obviously, the balance, right? Yeah. Who, like, you know, I'm, I'm picturing the emails coming in, you know, like, I, well, but we have a, well, we don't know all of your situations. No, we don't. You may, but don't write off that sometimes you need to lose the thing, the identity, the, the thing that's even mm, like yeah. all the MDs have even said it and all the yeah. weight of how could you, you know, is all there. It becomes your precious. Yeah, yeah it can become precious. your precious. So maybe you're, yeah. you haven't had a stroke and you're in a wheelchair. Whatever it is that, that you're walking through that has come yeah. into your life, like 
the girl's mom says, you know, maybe it's not here forever. Yeah. You know, what if you could get up and, and what walk if you out could, of that Danny? wheelchair? What if you could? And I would like to say one thing too. Danny, that was so good. Um, you, we've got to do our duty and we have to, you know, we're going to eat trim healthy mama meals instead of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. We're going to get up and, and, and get moving and not be sedentary and sit down on the couch. And we're going to, we're going to think positively and speak life into our bodies. But let's not look under the hood too much. Oh, I wanted to talk about that because we were talking about testing. Yeah. You know, and, and these days it's like the hippest thing to go be a pro- proactive test to get every yeah. like DNA test you jolly oh, well yeah. can. Yeah. And I'm into testing hormones maybe if you can't lose weight, no matter what you do. Let's get your hormones checked. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we can do something. But, man, these days even ads on TV. Go get your um, go test. Your send away your stool for colon cancer, and then oh, at the, I saw this and one. then the tiny little words at the end. This is not indicative for people at risk of colon cancer. Right, it's so right. weird. It's a money making scheme. Yeah. And then all the you know the all the genetic it's, it's DNA testing. It's for people testing. who actually don't have cancer. I know to yes. buy a product. Yes. yes. The other day I was at the dentist, and they said, "So now we're going to do your oral cancer screening." And I said, "What?" She said, "Now we're going to test for your oral cancer." I said, "No, you're not." Yeah. What to test cancer? me for oral cancer? You don't, you I don't have oral cancer. You want your two hundred and sixty bucks, whatever it is. I didn't say that, but that's what they want. No doubt. I'm not at risk for oral cancer. I don't want that fear for five minutes waiting for the results to come back. I don't want any of that over my life. Yeah. Don't have it in my family. I don't have it. Yeah. You know what? I almost <laughs> feel like the ER is is sometimes the best bet because you know they. They're not incentivized. They don't make extra money with tests. They don't. It's well, not unless their you get business. doctors like Serena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so unless you want yeah. yeah, but they, <laughs> don't worry. There's great doctors out there, there are that are like doctors amazing. At ERs, no, and are, I've had them. But, but I feel like for the most part, the ER yeah. doctors seem like it's, they're not personally attached to you yeah. doing certain things and not doing certain things. They're like, we're just going to save you. And Unless they think you're squalor. Oh, and then you're, <laughs> then you're dirty Alien and you're labeled. Squalor. <laughs> but, you know, and then. I was reading some stuff from, oh, what was it, Dr. Carolyn Dean. She's that magnesium doctor. Have you ever read any of stuff mm, from her, Serene? Love it. And aren't we also stuff? pro-doctor? Can we say for the record yeah. how yeah. great pro- Because it could sound like we're the anti-vaccine and the anti-doctor, no, like a bunch of hillbillies. And, and no, that's, that's crazy because that, that's when that's when you can end up letting your own family die around you. No doubt. Yeah, you know you what I mean? That. That's and the we got those stories too. But um, yeah. I was reading stuff from Dr. Carolyn Dean and she's she. those of you who are into magnesium, I've been really studying magnesium lately. Yes. I think we should do a podcast on it soon sometime. But she was saying all of this latest invasive um, – it's not really invasive. It's called proactive and it's a very hip thing to do with the anti-aging yeah. community or people just want to find out more about themselves. They genetically yeah. test what are they at risk for? Yeah. You know, what what sort of immune disorders do you yeah. have or yeah. what, what are things wrong with your body so you could have a high risk of that? Yeah. And she's like, first of all, it sets down fear. Second of all, doesn't mean you're going to get that just because you have that DNA little... Yeah. Oh right! I mean, just because it's a, it's a, just you're made, you have the propensity. Yeah, just, right. be, just because that d- test said it doesn't mean you're going to get that. Mm, wow. And so you don't have to live your life waiting for that to happen. Yes. You live your life in the healthiest way you can. You eat Amen. right. You take some good healthy supplements because God put the power of some of His healing in the herbs of the field. That's right. You do it right, but you don't just sit there and wait. Oh, I'm I'm actually at a high risk for that. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? It's so true. And you know what happens when you think? You can think yourself right into stuff. Like yeah, I used I to have panic attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I actually had reasons to have panic attacks. I had adrenal fatigue, but I but I now wore the label. Mm. But then I decided that I wasn't going to wear the label, and I walked out of it with 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 the mind of Christ. You know, mm-hmm. with, with just speaking life and saying no. But the funny thing is, to this day. I've learned how to have a panic attack. I could do one right now. <laughs> could you break I, my into throat could a start panic closing. attack? I could get the hives all over. I could do it, Danny. I got it down, man. Why? Because I know how to do it. You've you got just a work PhD yourself into it. You in just work attacks. yourself into it in your mind. You get a little bit more dithery, a little bit more worried, a little bit more worried, and you think about this and you get introspective and start thinking about all oh, that fuzzy feeling in the back of my throat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's closing. Oh, I feel it clamping down. Oh, yeah. you know, like you yeah. can start and, it. And not only that, but oh, and this I, is my thing. I'm yes, going back into my that's thing, right. right? And I don't have adrenal fatigue now, but I right. could do one right now. <laughs> so it doesn't mean even if you have it or you don't have it, sometimes it's just your headspace. It's, it leads me to another thing I want to talk about. You actually learned the skill. Uh, the yeah, skill of panic skill. attack. Of destroying yourself. And some people have a real skill. Um, um, getting, getting their labels to come to I told to you guys these rabbit yeah. trails were leading to the yeah. rabbit house well, of gold. Well, this is a rabbit house now. You may not you, you may um, have something, have an issue and not experience anything negative because of it, right? Right. And so and, and, and it's tr- hip and trendy to, to start looking at the hood that, under the hood that everyone's looking under. Now, with my baby, Remy, you know, he had f- e- eating issues, like I said, because of the tube feeding and everything. For him, it seemed to affect him. He was having issues. So, so he was skinny as a baby. And um, I, I started looking under the hood and I thought, oh, it's, it's tied tongue. And it's very trendy. It was very right. trendy to check for tied tongue. Tide tongue was the problem for every baby if they were yeah. if they were slightly skinny. It was tide tongue. And then if it wasn't tide tongue, it was it was a posterior tide tongue. It was the tide tongue you couldn't see. It was the tide tongue that only specialty doctors could see. Right. It was a tide tongue that every doctor was missing. And yeah. then it was the tide frenulum of, of the upper lip and then the lower lip. And it was all that's the problem. So I flew to New York and I did the whole deal and I got it lasered, you know, his his frenulum above his lip and under his lip and under his tongue. And his was the one you couldn't see, but only he yes, could see, right? Yes. And then after after I got that surgery, it was so sad. You have to stretch those sores open so that mm. they heal open and mm. not heal with more scar tissue. It was the worst. I just would cry every time I did it. But you know what? He – so I couldn't even see a tight tongue at the <laughs> yeah. beginning, right? And neither could my lactation consultant at the hospital. Nobody could see it. It was just this one particular doctor. And I went through all the surgery, blah, 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 blah. It didn't help him at all. That was not his issue. But – Solly Dolly is getting fatter by the day. Yeah. Her tongue, I can see, is tight. Oh, she's tight. Yeah. And remember that, that, that baby who was president of the fat club? Yes. Yeah. He, he, had, he was like so fat. It was like when, it was when Remy was skinny. Yeah. And right next, we went to a baby shower and there was this big baby, same Wait age, a minute. four he, months. He beat. Um, he what, beat. It was or, Jamie's baby, Danny. Oh, Jamie, I know this kid. Yeah, oh, he was president. Looks like his grandpa. He was yeah. so fat. And Serene said to me, she was at the party with Remedy, who was skinny at the time. She said, I feel like every woman's looking at me thinking, that girl got water for milk in her hold boobs. On, hold on. Did he beat. Um, Emery, no, Emery wasn't born yet. Emery, our yes. Vanjie's granddaughter. Yes, she beats, Vanjie's granddaughter. She's from yeah. a different Rashida's planet. Yeah. baby, that's what I was trying to think of. But anyway, okay. all I'm saying is, and, and our brother, um, Rocky, had a tied tongue. Mm-hmm. He even had it so tight he had to learn to speak his own little way. He, he did. speaks normal. But anyway, he was a huge baby, fat. fat. Baby. And then Haven, uh, when she went to get checked Your out other for daughter. something, yeah, she, they said, I don't even know how she talks. Her tongue is so tight. Oh. Right? But she had no trouble getting rolls on her thighs. No. So my yeah. point being is you may even have something. But it doesn't mean you need to even suffer any of the symptoms. Or that it's your thing it's for life. Or, yeah. 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 
<laughs> so what, you know, you know what I, I look did. Look under the hood. Get the testing, and it may not even help. You, you yeah, may I have know. it, and it may not even help. So. I got so tired of having a problem with dairy. That's right. Yeah. Shoving milk in my gut. Yeah, right. And you saying, got sick get it. used to it, gut. And it's like, I can drink milk now. Yeah, I love it. Kiefer did help you, though, with it. Oh, yeah, we have to. Yeah, that, yeah good, good balance. Enough. Yeah, I did I did maybe uh, wean up with Kiefer, right? Hey, and should we? Uh, oh, we were. It's 42 minutes. we got to do the spotlight on the food. What's, I know, but I was supposed to, to take say, a question. I wanted to just say balance is beautiful, isn't it, right? Isn't it? So it's the balance between completely saying dairy is evil and I'll never have a drop of it again. Yeah. And it's the balance between shoving it down your gullet even though you've got red spots coming out. <laughs> well, I just got mad, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just was like, like, I'm tired of this life. Yes, exactly. It's like do your duty when you have to, but don't say it's for life and don't, you know. Oh, Solly said Solly, everyone's sick she, of it all. She, Solly's done. Solly's done with She's announced the, the end of this podcast. Trim Healthy Mama Superfood Spotlight Okay, so today um, I wanted to spotlight oats because, Serene, you've been out for a week or I so. Have. More than a week. Remember though. when I shared that sweatpants oatmeal and you're like, Pearl, that's, no one's ever going to do this. You're yes, making it the most so complicated wrong. thing in the world. Well, yes. oh my goodness, thousands are making my sweatpants oatmeal and it's the best oatmeal I've ever had. Uh, do you know what? When I was sick with the flu, oh, let me just tell you. I should you, have taken you some, but I didn't I want you All I was dreaming about was your sweatpants oatmeal. Couldn't oh. even think, remember that cool name. But I was thinking, oh, I, I was thinking about those drizzly um, coconut oil droplets on top. It's so amazing, Serene. Like, you know me, I love my eggs, and now I have to force myself to eat my eggs for breakfast because my sweatpants. They just do it for me. I'll show you. Well, we're going to make it tomorrow for a vid. Oh, good. But I wanted to talk about, since you all, so many of you are eating it, and listen, if you don't, you don't have to. It's not part of a Trim Healthy Mama must do, but it's so awesome. Um, I was going to say all that. I want you to know what's happening to your body. Yes. When you're eating oats, why do this, yes. right? So oats are so fantastic because they contain beta-glucans. Mm-hmm. And beta-glucans is the fiber in oats. And um, it is so fantastic at steadying your blood sugar of yes. all the grains. It's soluble fiber. Yes. And 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 what it does is it, it swells with the water and makes mm-hmm. kind of a gel, right, Pearl? In your stomach to keep you full. And that's why I can go to lunch with this oatmeal. Usually oatmeal yeah. makes me so hungry. Yeah. I don't know why, but when I – because – we add the extra fluid in this particular recipe of sweatpants and oatmeal. And most people add the sugars and the sweetness yeah. that, 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 that quicken the, 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 the desire to eat yeah, more. Yeah, you know those little um, instant oat packets and they've got the little sugar and cinnamon in I used to love them, right? But mm. I would be so hungry half an hour oh, later. Yeah. And it doesn't give you a big enough bowl full. But oats, what else are they good for, Serene? Oats, they are so high, like not only in the fiber, like we said, but they're high in protein. Yeah, I know. More than, more than other grains. But do you know what's awesome about them? They're rich in antioxidants, yes. including one called avenothromites. Now, avenothromites. Thank you for talking about that because I was going to say that and I didn't know how to They lower it. blood pressure. And, and what happens is they dilate the blood vessels because of the production of nitric oxide. And so they're absolutely amazing. And do you know what else? They're anti-inflammatory. The avenothromides, they, they cause an anti-inflammatory effect on your body. And it's so interesting because what happens when you have hives? Get in a bath of oatmeal. Oats. 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 You, you mean like standard oats from the bucket? Yeah, dude. Yeah, so Quaker it, oats. Everyone yeah. knows that if you've got hives or skin issues, get an oatmeal. It's the same thing it does internally in your body, Danny. It heals your gut too. You know what? Could I say something yes, about you oatmeal? May. Yes. I love how with oatmeal, first of all, it's so cheap. I know, okay? right? There's no fanfare. No. Right? There's, there's so not. So humble. I mean, it's the yes. same Quaker oats box or whatever your yeah. brand, your, your mm-hmm. Kroger brand, your whatever brand. 
It's the same shape. It's the same thing that it's been. That Literally. your great granddaddy ate in the yeah. depression. Yeah, I know. And I love that. It feels it, like you're eating a piece of history. You yes. are. It's oh, the common yes. man's food. You yeah, can fill up families with this stuff for a dollar. Oh, please I continue. Know. It's I humble, love but it's so full of these amazing antioxidants that scientists are just like coming to realize is in the humble oat, right? So we talked about the avenethromides. Now it also is rich in ferulic acid. Mm-hmm. Ferulic acid is another antioxidant found in large amounts in the humble oats. And Isn't that awesome. Let's talk about oats. what it does for breastfeeding mums. Oh, yes, Pearl. It's, I don't know what the mystery and magic is. I thought it was the beta glucans, but I, I, we're, we're finding out now that it may be something else that causes an, just an ample supply of milk. Yes, oats are yes. incredible for increasing milk production. So if you're a nursing mama, Oats every day. Nice. Yes, and but the beta glucans. Getting back to that, that incredible soluble rich fiber, it increases the growth of good bacteria in your gut. So yeah. it's like a, a, a heals your gut. Prebiotic. You know, it, it, it sets the stage. It gets the environment of your um, colon all and ready to receive the probiotics. And it just you. You know, I eat that my sweatpants oatmeal is such a big bowl, right? And you think when it goes in there, you think, well, that's going to bloat me because that's such a voluminous yeah. amount right, of food. Right. But it doesn't go in there. And I'm, yeah. I'm a weird person that I, I, sh- I try not to do this. But in the morning, I can. I look at my stomach to see how far it's sticking out, right? Just... Out of interest and curiosity. To check what you can well, you eat have for the to. day. You have to in the morning because yeah. we have a rule you don't check after lunch. You don't lunch. check after lunch and uh, at night you don't okay. check because that's just a whole bunch of food in it's your stomach. Unfair. But in the morning yeah. I check. You know, yeah, so after check. my breakfast I check. I, I, I check. wake Okay, so how much did that explode and bloat my stomach? None. Zero. Nice. It, yeah. just, it just soothes those intestinal linings and it doesn't like cause a big volcano explosion of air no it doesn't <laughs> that's know? good and can I t- that's good Danny says because Danny is concerned about the bloat yeah, oh I know. when yes. we talk bloat Danny's ears perk yeah <laughs> the kind of volcanic explosions of air not with the oatmeal Man. Yeah, but do you know what I love oatmeal in the morning Pearl's way which I'm mm. yet to try and I'm going to go but do I a can quick sense recap that it's an experience oh that that it lasts more than just the shove down a piece of toast it is absolutely the whole experience. It's like going and doing coffee at a coffee bar. It's the whole. It's not just yes. the eating of it. It's the smelling of it. It's the soothing of it. Okay, and now for any of you who haven't tried it, I'm going to give the quickest version first, possible. But first, just before you do, I okay. just want to say, we talked about how that soluble fiber swells and causes a gel, you know, and it makes you satiated. That's why it helps with losing weight too because it makes you satiated so you're not like a grazing grace every yeah. half an hour from breakfast till lunch. Uh. But it also, the other reason it helps with, with weight issues is because it, it improves your insulin sensitivity. Exactly. It actually lowers your blood sugar levels. It's the bomb. O- Go oats pearl. do. Yes. Oats. oats. Danny. So you haven't done the oats for breakfast no. yet. It might become another of your sweatpants No, you meals. know what? We used to do oats like <laughs> way too much. When and you we were just, poor, right? It, we've just gone off the oat. No, it wasn't a money thing. It was an ease thing. Oh, right. They're so yeah. easy. I love we a used big to do pot it. We used to do fam. it because we yeah. couldn't afford anything else. But um, but now I do it just because I love and it. I used to tell my children, yeah, I'm still don't poor, worry, guys, I was so raised you know. on oats too. You have to have your oh, time. Danny's crying poor because he wants everybody to tell us to buy him a blender. He did the his video on the chocolate. Why um, can't a man get a blender? Butter, and he's like, oh, yeah, all I have is this. I you work know? for and the greatest food apart. company to ever hit planet Earth. And I do you want to see my blender? blender? Do you, do you want to see my blender? Me a blender, Danny? Finally. Do you want to see my blender? My blender is shattered to smithereens and I have to time 
just how many seconds I blend my trimmy before it all falls out so I get at least a bit in my cup. Yeah, but poor Serene, you want to buy her a blender, Danny? Well, you know, we need to get in the blender business because <laughs> then everybody can to... have a nice shiny blender. I know, That's right. Um, hey, sweatpants oatmeal. Half a cup of oatmeal in a small pot. Put one cup of water and half a cup of nut milk. I use unsweetened cashew. You Collagen, use... please. Oh, because well, she's can Tarjay. Throw... She ain't warm. It's cashew, not almond. No, uh, I can do. I can yeah. do almond, Serene. I just prefer my cashew. I know, it just sounds more gourmet. Don't though. hold it against me. What did you say, Danny? Cashew is the exotic of nut milks. It is. <laughs> it was so the Tarjay. I just find it more um, creamy. I was just saying, you know. I, I guess whatever the simple recipe is is the base, but then oh, you want to throw collagen, baobab. Yeah, absolutely. Collagen and baobab are awesome. Oh, yeah. yum. I love but those But this is two the simple one. Yes. You love your special ingredients, Dan Dan. Yeah, Some people are against that's them. That's true. Okay, fair. Okay, and then put that, turn it to high, get it to boil. Let it boil and then to medium for about three minutes. Now, this is when the ease comes in because I hate standing over a stove. Take it off. Don't cover it. Take it off the hot, the heat. Go do something. Go brush your teeth, make your bed, or get ready for the day. Take your shower. I don't care. 10 to 15 minutes later, you come back. It's swollen. <gasps> it's big. It's soft, but it's not watery. Ooh. It's gooped together, and I actually put 12 raisins in it while it's cooking, but you don't Can have you to. Can you choose another word other than gooped? Go- did I you say know, gooped I in a good way? I got stuck on that as well. Uh, I don't know. Goop just derailed yeah. me. Oh, Thanks yeah, for I said bringing it's it up. gooped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gooped. It it's, was, um, it, it's harmonized. It's... it's um, it's, this is how we write the it's books, guys. It's congealed in a glorious No, congealed is like, is, like, is like bread, blood pudding it's from creamy. Scotland. It is creamed up. It's creamified? Creamified. Can we do that? Yeah, it's creamified in a wonderfully Can you all send way. in a word? <laughs> it's for a world. Anyway, so then now, now comes the magic, people. Generous pinch of salt. And I yeah. mean generous. No, that's, yes. that's, then yeah. two teaspoons of gentle sweet. This creates a caramel effect. Pour cinnamon generously over that. We're talking about cake in a bowl at this point. You totally oh, are. I mean, vanilla? it's really good. No, oh. but you can. You can do yeah. caramel extract vanilla. I don't because I'm simple. Now, quarter cup, two, two to three to four tablespoons of water. Whatever you want. Yeah. It's hot water. It's boil. I'd get my taps very hot, Serene, because we've got a new house in there. You have and don't worry, uh, we have water that comes out of the uh, the spring, so it's not city-type water. No, 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 yeah, but just stop making it more complicated for people. I just said water, hot water. Yeah, you goop girl. Keep <laughs> yeah. going. With half a teaspoon of, of coconut oil, stir that. Now you pour that over this wonderful oatmeal with this topping. Don't stir it in. Okay. Each glorious succulent. I wish this was videoed because when she said don't stir it in, she got violent. (laughs) You don't stir it in, Danny. You let it sit on your glorious gooped oatmeal. Stop it. And you just take a spoonful and let a little bit of liquid and a little bit of oats Mm. and a little bit of the oil droplet. Yes. Oh, see, that's where I'm sold. Anyway, that's the end of our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. See you next week. Chill.